Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com Jock Journal Radio Jock Journal Radio brings you NFL Talk Late Night Just two hardcore fans talking football after their kids have gone to bed and they invite you to join our conversation If there's a hot topic or even a cold topic these chumps will be drawing it up every night So leave those nudie sites alone and call us and if you're lucky they might give you my number NFL Talk Late Night from Jock Journal Radio Good morning, everybody. On November 13, 2015, welcome to episode number four of the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann, the historian man. It's Friday, everybody. Thank God it's Friday. Friday the 13th. Are you going to see a scary movie tonight? Maybe an old school Ready for Jason? I don't know. Scream? Any suggestions? Anyways, this is the fastest rising sports talk radio show in the world here on Jock Journal Radio at jockjournal.com. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at dot sports <laughs> For those wondering why I'm saying God, this I am a Chicago native and Chicago sportsman, and we're on Twitter, and we can use the sports drive as our, <laughs> the official Twitter page, but so we use the Chicago version of the dot sports drive, D-A, sports drive. You can follow me on Twitter. My name is Josh Lopez. You can follow me on Twitter at WCJoshLopez. You can follow Sean Man on Twitter at SeanManSWR. We are students of the game of professional sports, and we're live every Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays here on Jock Journal Radio. we got a fun show planned for you guys. We're going to talk about the Bills Jets game. For any of our, any of our fans from the East Coast, want to talk about the uh, nearest match that you can call in. At 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602-753-1743. To talk Bills, Jets, me and Sean, the second hour of the show, will be making our predictions for week 10 of the NFL show, uh, the NFL season. If the predictions are over, but by the time the show ends, we'll end the show early. Let you guys enjoy your weekend. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I mentioned before, we're going to talk about Bills, Jets, We'll talk about this, Brian being a baby again. Uh, is the Golden State Warriors unstoppable? And we'll also have the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. With all that said, and all the particulars out of the way, let's introduce our co-host, Sean Mann, the historian man, all the way from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. What's going on, buddy? 
I'm doing good, Josh, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. Right now, it is 8.33 a.m., which is 11.33 a.m. on the East Coast. I'm doing very well. The weather right now is about 48 degrees. We got a wind advisory. It's very windy and cold out here, and that's typical for November weather. My plans for today, of course, is I am going to be getting myself a nice, fancy haircut at Walmart. Oh, God. This is frightening, God, when you can right now, please. What is the matter okay. with getting a haircut at Walmart? Well, let me get the back So, me and Sean have known each other for almost two years now. and Yeah, Sean getting there. About, about a month ago that he gets his haircut at Walmart. There's a super Walmart in Idaho that offers haircuts inside the freaking uh, the grocery store. And oh, he tells me he gets it every time he goes there. Now, hey. for, those, uh, for those, those fans that listen to our show that live around Nebraska or the middle of nowhere in the United States, is there haircuts inside Walmart in your local area? If so, give us a call at 602-753-1743. Because this is the oddest thing i ever heard in my life. How do you get a haircut at Walmart? Because Walmart's got it here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And I'll tell you what, I give all of an assignment. Next time you go to Walmart and you really want to go get a haircut, get a haircut. They'll shampoo your hair, they'll wash your hair, and then they will trim your hair. Okay, and then the second question here is, how much did you pay for that Walmart haircut? Hey, 21 bucks. 21 bucks. What? Oh. Yeah. 21 bucks? Yeah. Dude, you can go to the barber get a haircut, a Duma for 10 bucks. Why do you think 21 bucks for a stupid Walmart branded haircut? <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, man, there is nothing wrong with that at all. I know I like to be clean cut and shaped there. Can anybody <laughs> in the wide world region of the United States tell me that there's a haircut place in Walmart? Because I know there is none. That was back in September, actually, ladies and gentlemen, when Josh wanted to know what I did for a, on a Saturday. <laughs> hey. I like to be clean cut and shaved, you know. I even got my when I went to Boston, I before I left, I got my hair cut at Walmart. <laughs> John sitting there shaking his head. <laughs> uh, we got our friend Browning on the air with us. What's up, buddy? Oh no. Yeah, hey Sean, what about that uh, Walmart haircut, huh? You know what, Browning? I'll tell you what. Next assignment for you is in a Kentucky Walmart. Get to the nearest one and go get a haircut at Walmart and report back to me. Send me send me pictures on Facebook. Let me see it. <laughs> hey, I get my haircut at Great Clips. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. An actual haircut place. Look hey. at this shop. Do people? Hey, hey, hold on. Do people bring in their shopping carts inside the Walmart place to actually get your haircut at? No, no, no. No, no, of course not, Josh. They don't. But me, I just walk right in there. If it's with shopping with family or if I just go by myself, just walk right in there and tell them what I want. 
There is more places <laughs> yeah. even in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, than Walmart. I've been there. I, I know the place. I, I you, you can find some better better locations. <laughs> <laughs> Nash, I tell you, buddy. I'll tell you, the owner of Jock Journal. I have a suggestion. You get a haircut at Walmart in Oklahoma, and then you report back to me, oh, and you tell God. me what that experience was like. <laughs> I've had, I've had two haircuts in Oklahoma because I got kids, right? I got kids, and well, sometimes you just have to go somewhere during the day to like, run your errand. So, you know, one-stop shopping is nice, and I, I, I go get my kids' haircut there, and I go get my haircut there. And I'm like, man, I'm paying $40. For, for a haircut at this location, and th- these people are no better than, like, Great Clips or Supercuts. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a really cool place. I don't know if they have it in Coeur d'Alene, but I know they have it in Spokane called Manscaped, where you can go, you, you get, like, a really hot, hot, hot girl giving you a haircut while you're watching sports. It's it's a it's a cool experience. It's worth looking into. <laughs> if I ever if I ever hear you talking about getting a haircut at Walmart on the air, you know what that tells people? We don't pay you enough. <laughs> we gotta, yeah. We gotta, we gotta at least create the illusion that you're getting a five hundred dollar haircut, bud. So so let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and heighten your expectations just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, Nash, we thank you. And Nash, we thank you for calling in, man. Uh, thanks for checking in, man. No, it's great, hilarious, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was hysterical. All right, that was Nash. <laughs> Once again, before we get to this Bill's Jetski, <laughs> if you if you live in the random bumblebee USA city of the United States. And if you have a, is there anybody in the world that has a Walmart and a haircut story <laughs> or a barber inside? <laughs> Please do not oh, make me spit my drink out. Two callers already for 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the first oh. story and yet. Everybody's talking about haircuts. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, Sean, uh, what's the first topic of the day, buddy? Oh, Lord, 43 minutes after the hour on Friday, November 13th, 2015. The first story we're going to start off with today, Josh, we moved to Thursday night NFL football. Last night, the Buff went into MetLife Stadium and beat the New York Jets by a score of 22-17. to 17. I watched the entire game mm-hmm. last night. Me too. I was just talking about it. My my thoughts was this. Okay, we start with the Bills first. You know, the anticipation of Rex Ryan returning to MetLife Stadium. He coached the Jets from 09 to 2014. There was some booze last night as he stepped on the field. And the other factor is, is that Rex wanted to try to contain his emotions because he was very emotional before the game because he did a great job with the Jets he turned the jet team around. Like I told Frank and you yesterday, Josh, that when Rex went to the jets, he was kind of the big thing since uh, Bill Parcells. Cause when Bill Parcells was there, he brought motivation. He brought leadership. He brought a spark to the jets. Rex Ryan did the same thing right. when he was with the jets. Now he kind of does the right. same thing with the Buffalo bills. So for him to come up there and beat his former team was a very, maybe, you know, mixture of happiness and sadness because 
I think with Rex Ryan, he really didn't want to leave the Jets. But you got to remember, Rex Ryan, ladies and gentlemen, has been the guy that's come out the last couple of years with the Jets and has said that this would be the year that the Jets would end the Super Bowl drought because they've not won one since January of 1969. Uh, didn't happen. Last year, he thought it was going to happen, too. And then uh, that ended in his uh, direct departure from the Jets and getting fired and then going to the Buffalo Bills and getting hired in January of this year. Mm. You know, I, I watched that game last night. I, I recorded it after I watched SmackDown last night, and I got to say this, you know, you know, this is a big important game, and this is one of my major issues with Thursday Night Football talk about the fact that you're having all these Thursday Night Football games, let alone being divisional games, especially this point of the year. You know, you have the Jets take on the Bills. Both teams are not going to catch up to the Patriots, but these are guys that could qualify to be wild card teams. So I don't understand why the NFL would see this be a good idea to put these two teams together just for the sake of having ratings on Thursday Night Football. Well, that's why I got to say, Josh, when you think about it, I wish that the NFL would consider ditching and getting rid of the Thursday Night games. When you look at the uh, Buffalo Bills schedule, okay, Buffalo has won back-to-back games. They beat Miami. They beat the Jets. They go to Foxborough, and they've taken on a New England Patriots team that's the leaders of the AFC East. I just don't see any way how that they'll go into Foxborough and win three out of three. And, of course, they this would be three games against these three AFC East teams for their rivals. But I don't see it. I'm looking at the Bills' schedule. Okay, so you got the Patriots. you got the Chiefs. they got the Texans, the Eagles, the Redskins, Cowboys, and Jets. It's kind of a little bit favorable. Maybe it gives Buffalo a little bit – of a chance there, Josh, to maybe be a team that could qualify as a wild card team, but hard to say. We've, I've all, everybody always thinks year after year that the Buffalo Bills are going to be a team that's going to make the playoffs, and yet they just give up. They fold. They lose. They they don't do it because it's been a long time. Jim Kelly days was a long time ago, and I remember some of those great Buffalo Bill teams of the 90s when they had Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith and Steve Tasker and some of the great Buffalo Bill greats. Of course, the teams that went to yeah. the Super Bowl. But they have to show it to everybody. I still am not a firm believer if maybe the Bills are a wild card team because, of course, you got the mm-hmm. Jets, you got the Steelers I, as another team. There's a, there's a few others that are – in the hunt, as they would say. Now, if you go to the New York Jets real quickly, Josh, the Jets need to correct a lot. Todd Bowles is a good coach. He's starting to show people that he's not like Rex. He's not like the guy who brags it in people's faces that this is going to be the year that the Jets are going to be back and stuff like that. I noticed one thing about Todd Bowles, which is great. He's a very calm coach, but you can also see his facial expressions when he gets mad. The Jets did a number of bad things, Josh, before we get to you on the Jets. They had bad play calling. They couldn't get the first downs. Like I, I questioned some of their screen passes. Fourth down was a debacle because they had a chance to take the lead on that, on that uh, muffled punt or on that bobbled punt by the Buffalo Bills. Another thing with the Jets that killed them the most, ladies and gentlemen, was the turnovers. The Jets had four turnovers four. last night. Yeah, two interceptions, two fumbles. That's what really 
hurt the Jets big time. So if the Jets want to be a team that wants to make it to the playoffs and try to get deep in the month of January, the Jets have got to correct it. And they have to be a team that really feels like they could challenge anybody in the AFC. And I just don't see that happening. Josh, I got to ask you, how would you assess the way the Jets look and how they played last night? I thought the Jets were pretty pitiful, to be honest with you. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick's been having a, actually a pretty solid year. If there was an NFL Comeback Player of the Year award, I would give it to Ryan Fitzpatrick. But, you know, he had two interceptions. There was two fumbles for the Jets. Brandon Marshall dropped nine passes. I agree with you what you said earlier about their play calling. And, you know, there's, there's certain times when screenplays work but that usually happens in the middle of the field. Usually, and I'm seeing this from experience playing football, the red zone is the last place where you want to do screen plays because that's where the defense is at its highest point of being awareness and being tactical with where they're looking at uh, coverage schemes and play uh, positions and routes and all that jazz. That's the last place where you want to do screen. So on the fourth down and two, when Chris Ivory was having a pretty solid game, why would you want to throw a, a itty-bitty stupid screen pass to Eric Decker that's no yards when you know the Buffalo Bills are a good tackling team? Todd Bowles is the modern-day Lovey Smith for me. I know this is his first year of head coaching, but Todd Bowles reminds me a lot of Lovey Smith. I don't know who the offensive coordinator for the uh, New York Jets are, but Whoever he is, he needs to really reevaluate how he uh, approaches his red zone attack. Uh, I thought Brandon Marshall sucked. I know he's dealing with some nagging injuries, but, you know, they're paying him so much money and all this stuff. He's not contributing when he needs to. And I heard today that Ryan Fitzpatrick underwent surgery for his thumb. He'll be back. They're hoping he could be back for the – Houston Texans game, but uh, it's not looking good, and especially when you need to rely on Geno Smith, things are not looking for looking good for the Jets. So I have two major issues with this. One, the fact that this game of importance was on Thursday Night Football on four, four days rest, and then secondly, Sean, that Brandon Marshall did not show up when he needs to on primetime television, but th- that's my thoughts on the game. How about you? You know what? I'm glad that we can talk a little bit more about this game. Um, If you look at this game and you look at how the Jets got off to maybe a pretty good start with getting up 3-0, maybe that fumble told everybody something that it was going to be a long night for the Jets and stuff too. You just, you can't, the rule is if you turn it over three or four times, you're automatically going to lose the game. No question about it. And the Jets just need to really fix things up. They've got a chance. The Jets are still in the hunt for the wild card. Uh, but they, they've got to fix a lot of things. They haven't been very impressive. They Think about it. A couple weeks ago, they got pounded by the Oakland Raiders. They barely held off Jacksonville. And last night, mm-hmm. they got themselves in a hole. And they were down 22-3. to But, of course, it was a game the Jets could have won because the Buffalo Bills, thank goodness the uh, Bills' defense got the punter off the hook because the punter – bobbled that punt and that 
and the defense got him off the hook. Sometimes, you know, a, a team has to do that. They got to bail a player out who made a blunder or made a mistake or something. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I know we're talking NFL, but take the World Series. Eric Cosmer made an error in game one, and then uh, Alex Gordon hit a home run that tied the game up at four. So sometimes that's what has to happen. And I'm not trying to compare MLB to this. I know the World Series is a few weeks old right now. But that's just the way I could view it and interpret it. The Jets need to improve. they got to fix whatever it is. And you know what? The offensive coordinator, Josh, is Chan Gailey. Chan Gailey's the offensive coordinator. Bad play calling. And I don't blame. You would not blame Jet fans for booing their team on the field because the play calling was really pathetic on some of the screen calls. You don't do a screen on 32. You know, maybe if you handed it off to Ivory, like you said, you could pick up that first down, and then you realize you've got a whole new set of downs. But yeah, you know, the, hey, you, you know, yeah. Uh, let's do a little uh, game of fact or fiction, like we did sure. yesterday. We're switching, we're right. switching up from yesterday. It's just two questions. Well, actually, three questions. All right. Let's say fact or fiction. I wanted to do because we did have enough time, and we're going to hit up the top of the hour break, and we're having my friend Brian Stone from the Arena Sports Network to join us for the infamous Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. So just a little short thing here, fact or fiction. It will be a weekly Thursday segment, but since we don't have enough time left, um, here we go. Let's do a little fact or fiction. All right, first question here, Sean. Fact or fiction, will the Buffalo Bills make the playoffs? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to go with fact. Wow. All right, <laughs> let's go to the second one here. Is Des Bryant being a baby lashing out at reporters? Fact or fiction? <laughs> Is Golden State Warriors going to repeat as NBA champions this year? The way they're playing right now? Fact. Mm-hmm. Fact. Okay. <laughs> I like this. We continue on here. Will Wes Welker be a major impact for the St. Louis Rams? Fiction. Fiction. Nice. All right, here we go. For you Boston, Bostonian, historical, bandwagon hopper boy self. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, will the Celtics be the eighth seed of the playoffs? Fact. Will the Chicago Blackhawks repeat as Stanley Cup champion? Fiction. Fact. <laughs> you know. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Another one here. Does Wal will does Walmart offer this haircut? Fact or fiction? <laughs> Fact. I think it's fact. Gosh, I cannot believe you asked that on the air. I'm kidding. We're live here at the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. Give us a call at 602-753-1743 to talk Bills, Jets. Um, me and Sean will be making our picks in the second hour of the show uh, for week 10 of the NFL season. If the show uh, is 
early to end, and we're done with the piggy games. We'll end the show early and send you guys off for the weekend. A couple more factor fiction uh, questions here before we head to the break, Sean. Um, is is Paul Canerco from the Chicago White Sox a Hall of Famer? I vote fact. Okay. How about this one? Should Lou Pinella be a manager in baseball still? Uh, just thinking this one over, I'm going to probably have to go with, uh, I'm going to vote fact on that. Interesting. Hey, are you hearing me on a delay or something? It seems like it's taking a while to answer. No, I hear you fine. All right, Claude, I just want to make sure. You know, I just have to think you over your question. This, this is, yeah, this is the segment. I understand. I just have to um, think of your question. That's all. No, that's cool. Don't worry about it. I'm not mad. Um, okay, how about this one? Will the, no, I can't because the those are predictions for the case. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here we go. Let's say, the, let's say Bill Belichick didn't leave Cleveland in 1995. Would the Cleveland Browns win a Super Bowl during that era? Fact or fiction? Fiction. Oh, wow. Oh, you're a Belichick guy. Belichick, I am. But I don't think he could do the job very well in Cleveland because uh, the Browns have been trying for years to win a Super Bowl. Sorry, Cleveland fans, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you can say so subtly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, please. Right. Is LeBron James a top ten NBA player of all time? Fact or fiction? Fiction. Good. Good smart choice there. All right, last one before we answer the break, bud. Fact or fiction? Would Skip Bayless be a good host? Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're ready to the top of the hour break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Brian Snow for the Arena Sports Network here on Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. And we'll begin the Skippy Bayless bashing hour. We'll be right back. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. 
KARS Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Seven cars for kids. 
Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. one cars for kids Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to Go and it's jockjournal.com. Finally, can we take a moment and stop listening to these idiots long enough to get the cars for kids juggling back in my head? Welcome back, everybody, to Sports Right here on Jock Journal Radio. We're live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays from 10 30 to 12 30, which makes it 11 30 to 1 30. In the East Coast, if you live in the West or any, uh, anywhere else in the world, figure it out for yourself. That would We're be 8.30 a.m. Uh, who gives a big dude? And to piggyback on top of that, that will be too bleeping early for some people. <laughs> yeah. And also, he also gives a big dude about the city of Cleveland as well. <laughs> I live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Don't give me that. Okay. When All you right. live in Idaho, I have one question. <laughs> what the hell is a kitty dome? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow! Oh, <laughs> Nothing against the University of Idaho, the Vandals, or the but who came up with that name? 
Spain? Come on! It's the land of potatoes. It's got everything. But a kidney uh, dome? A kidney dome? Oh, gosh. At the, uni- I, at the I, University I of know. Idaho. That's their sports <laughs> complex. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, right, let me do a proper introduction, you damn punk. Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. You know what? You come on out here to Idaho, I'll take you all out to Walmart and get you a haircut and show you around uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. That's the spirit. I, I hey, would, hold except it, for hold, one hold thing. Your horses there. Okay. <laughs> hold your horses there, gentlemen. My art self, but I'm trying to keep control here. All right, we're back here. We want to introduce a great close personal friend of mine. It's a man I know for a long time. He actually got my start in broadcasting, and uh, we, we created the Exelon Files, uh, a lot of fun mm-hmm. segments on uh, Snowman in the Morning. It's the founder and CEO of the Arena Sports Net, Arena Sports Network, and a good close friend of mine from not only Indiana but a Chicago boy. It's Brian Snow, the Snowman. What's going on, buddy? Good morning, and to the offer of uh, to the offer of getting a haircut, I would accept it if it weren't for not for one little thing. I'm already bald. <laughs> <laughs> Well, grow some, you know what? Grow some hair, save up your money, come out to Coeur d'Alene, and I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll reckon this. I'll reckon this. I'll reckon that you can come out here, snowman, and I'll just take you out to the Walmart right there, and there's a haircut, Josh, you can come to, Frank and Nash. Uh, you can all come out, and you can have a, and you can get your hair shampooed, your hair washed, and a nice trim of a haircut yeah. right there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm muting you, you freaking rat bastard. <laughs> okay. okay. Here's what I don't understand. Brian, help me out here. Have you ever heard about a haircut place at Walmart? A Walmart that offers haircuts? Um, do I have to answer that question honestly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oddest thing in the world, but for them, yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> good point. You should see. Well, all I will say. All I, yeah. all I will say is this: you should see the line on Wednesday afternoons. <laughs> oh God! All right, we're we're moving on here. <laughs> we're bringing the. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> we're moving. We're moving on to some more comedy here. And you know, I created a segment over nine months ago called the Skippy Bayless Bash Sour on oh my boy. on the oh old show we used to be on uh, Sports World Radio. And it was a creation of mine because I'm one that partakes of listening to the garbage that spits out of Skip Bayless and Stephen A's mouth every <laughs> every Monday through Friday on ESPN uh, and it's a segment that's been growing to popularity over the past year. And my friend Brian, and I know him very well, he hates Skip Bayless as much as Sean and I do. And Skippy Bayless Bash Shower. And it's brought to you by Jock Journal. Check out jockjournal.com. Check out the Arena Sports Network as well. And I'm yeah. just going to spit out some quotes, and Sean and Brian are going to rip Skippy to shreds. Are you ready, boys? 
Oh yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah, ready to go. And anytime any time when I say my, I'll do a little zapping sound because Skip Bayless is known for saying my in front of every single team he supports. All right. How about this? We started. How about yeah. this? When mm-hmm. I go, how about this? Remember that? Like the grasshopper? Well, if you want to do that, that's <laughs> perfectly fine with you. Yeah, I'll stick that in <laughs> um, there. Okay, let's do it. Skippy Bales said that by. <laughs> you said my Dallas Cowboys will whoop the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Sunday. Wait, what? Yes, Skippy said that he's gonna whoop the, uh, the his Cowboys are gonna whoop the Buccaneers, right? Okay, first of all, what the hell was he drinking? <laughs> Second, what the hell was he smoking? And third, what clouded room did he crawl out of? <laughs> and get himself mic'd up to spit that kind of craziness. Well, come on. I mean, Snow. well, come on. Snow I mean, he—he's a Cowboys fan. Like a few people I know, but even some of them have a little realism poked inside of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe the team operating without its quarterback and its wide receiver. And if you want to make it that, and, and if you want to make a case for that, and I'm going to go there for a lot of Cowboy fans, yeah. this is a team that's operated with a number one quarterback and a number one wide receiver since Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman called it a career. Period. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, because because maybe he's saying, Josh, that the Cowboys got hope. Oh, we're two and six. The Cowboys are two and six. There's some hope here. They could win the rest of their games and get yeah. to the Super Bowl. Hey, okay. Steve, you need to Wait. get off your knees. Hey, you need. Hey, you need to get off your knees. Blowing Jerry Jones every chance to get you, hump. They're two and six. They're done. Enjoy watching um, the playoffs with everybody else. <laughs> okay, if the Cowboys. I'm going to throw a baseball reference, and I know Josh is going to enjoy it. If the Cowboys have hope of winning the rest of their games and getting to the Super Bowl, then the doggone Chicago Cubs have hope come April of 2016 that they're going to get to and win the World Series. And we all know how that turned out at the tail end of 2015. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why uh, let's go. do these Cowboys fans? <laughs> have so much hope, including Skip Bayless, who was the biggest false Cowboy fan that I know. And the only reason he's a Cowboy fan because there's no doggone pro football in Oklahoma City. And there shouldn't <laughs> be any pro basketball in Oklahoma City, but that's a rant I'll save for later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's get to the next one here. Skippy Bayless says that he would whoop The Undertaker. You know why I was snoring? Because sounds like a little bit of a skippy bragging right there. Um, I'd love to see the Undertaker, you know, take like two hits from Skip Bayless the same way Stone Cold Steve Austin took two hits from Eric Bischoff. And then Austin delivered a stone cold stunner that put him through the back. <laughs> in fact, let me go back a little bit. I would love to see Skip Bayless 
suffer the same kind of fate that Vince McMahon suffered on an episode of Monday Night Raw where he took a Stone Cold Stoner, a rock bottom, and a yeah. last ride in Correct. 30 seconds. Yes. All right, that's great, man. And and then, for good measure, let's give him a mandible claw for mankind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, let's go to the next one. Skippy Bayless said that he would make a great WNBA coach. WNBA, crybaby sakes, go have fun in the WNBA. I don't even watch it. Good. Well, I I do be I do because I covered the Chicago Sky for a couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah. But him as a coach, period. Let that <laughs> marinate a little bit. Yeah. Him as a coach, period. Let that marinate for a second. We're talking about a guy that, how can I put this nicely? Don't put it nicely? Okay, good answer. We're talking about a guy that has no knowledge of sports whatsoever, even given his journalistic career. (laughs) Amen. Amen. My brother, amen. This is a guy oh, that supported man. the Cleveland Cavaliers when they were getting their asses handed to him in 2011. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, Big, look, 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 look. Uh, uh, the I, I got that wrong. The Miami Heat. Excuse me. I got I got that wrong. Yeah. Uh, 2011 NBA Finals was uh, the Miami Heat and the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, this is a guy that was he was he was supporting the Cavs when they were getting their ass whipped by the Warriors this year. And I I'm loved so every glad minute Stephen of it. Curry. LeBron lost. That was great. I'm so glad Stephen Curry put a hole in the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm so glad mm-hmm. Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson, and the rest of that crew put a hole in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because, and Josh, you know this. We've talked about this several times. Had the Cavaliers won, there would have been an apocalypse. Period. Yes. There would have been an apocalypse. There would have been an apocalypse of such epic proportions that every team that has gone through a curse, i.e. the Cleveland Browns, i.e. the Chicago Cubs, um, uh, uh, who else? Toronto Maple Leafs, for God's sake. Let me work a little NHL here. Would give some kind of hope that they would – miraculously get – I didn't want to go there with this, but I'm going to poke a little fun at the state of Idaho. I'm going to make a joke of this and just know I'm joking around as I say it. Whoa. I, I have to do it, and this is the only time I will take this shot. The Idaho if, – if Cleveland would have won the world championship – that would give the Idaho Vandals, and they got a pretty good offense. I've seen them play. Give them credit. That would give the Idaho Vandals a shot in the dark <laughs> of getting to the top. Of, of getting to the top tier. Now, 
be that as it may, in Idaho's defense, in the Vandals' defense, in the game that I watched, they got run over by Georgia State, who leads the nation in rushing no matter what division, okay? So when you play a team that runs the ball for 300 yards, no, 400 yards a pop, you know, what can, <laughs> what, what can you do? And that's, yeah. in, that's, in the Vandal, that's in the Vandals' defense. Uh-huh. Be that as it may. You're talking about a guy and Skip Bayless who said who would make a good WNBA coach. Man, Michael Cooper would dunk him through the hoop and kick him out at first opportunity. Speaking of Cleveland, let's get to the next quote here. Skippy Bayless Uh-oh. said that if Johnny Mansell was the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys would still be in a running to make the playoffs. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> Sean, do you, Sean, do you want this one first, or do you want me to go off first? You know what? I'll go off first on that. What kind of experience has Johnny Manziel ever had since he came in the National Football League? Not very much. <laughs> I mean, good grief. I mean, come on. Dallas has not won a Super Bowl in 20 years, Skip Bayless. Your point is, is that you really think Johnny Manziel is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Get the heck out of here. Wow. <laughs> hey, hey, Skip, is my, hey, Skip, hey, Skip, if my mother had balls, she'd be my father. <laughs> All right. Oh man. All right, I better put a cherry on this one. Mm-hmm. Cleveland has not had a quarterback since the old Cleveland Browns had Bernie Kosar. And they actually Correct. thought Johnny Mandel was going to be their savior. Really? What's the first thing he do? The first thing he rolls in the camp. He's drunk off his ass. That tell you something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think Johnny Manziel knew, and I mean this jokingly, folks. I think Johnny Manziel knew what he was getting into because he rolled into Cleveland practice drunk. Well, with with a drinking <laughs> with a drinking problem with a drinking, but let me clarify with it with a drinking problem with and 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 a substance abuse problem. Now, give give Johnny Manziel credit. He recognized he had an issue, and I'm being totally serious. He recognized he had an issue. He said, "Let me go deal with it. I'll deal with it on my own." And he took care of business. But as I say yeah. a lot on my morning show, but it's Cleveland. It's a <laughs> Cleveland problem. But it's you have Cleveland to remember. Problem. <laughs> you have to remember, ladies and gentlemen, that Cleveland is a city that's hit with sports misery. They've had years of sadness and sports tragedy when their teams haven't won championships in a long time. Well, when you, when when you play in a dump, of course there's going to be misery. There's nothing there to do in Cleveland. And as a hey, musician, I'm ashamed that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. <laughs> hey, Josh, maybe the next time, hey, Snowman, Frank, and, and, and Josh, we could all get together, and you know what we could end up doing? Let's go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hey, you would catch me dead in Cleveland unless I was working for the WWE. <laughs> Let me tell y'all my experience with Cleveland, okay? I rolled through Cleveland on a trip to Pittsburgh. Cleveland at like 5 in the morning. I'm hungry, yeah. okay? All right, yeah. I'm thinking I'll go on the bus station, I'll grab a bite to eat, come back out, hop on the bus, sleep to Pittsburgh. 
Wrong answer. <laughs> there was nothing in that joint. <laughs> That's great. The doggone vending machines were as empty as Cleveland Stadium. J can learn something yep. from LeBron. Okay, McQueen, yeah. let, let me start. Let me start with this. Magic has five titles. Larry Bird has three. Dr. J has yep. one. Okay, they played in an era and with teams that played. Ready for this? As a team. You know what? I, I know Snowman. Good way to blow up there, buddy. On that. You know what, Skip Bayless? Think about what the era was like when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson played. Think about the great Celtics-Lakers rivalry of the 1980s. And yet, All you're saying... All through the 80s. Yeah. All and that, through the 80s. You know what? That was NBA at its best. And then in the 90s... Thank you! You're welcome. In the 90s, it continued because... Okay, I was born in 1987. Celtics-Lakers was uh, still a big rivalry. But I yep. followed the NBA throughout the decade of the 90s, and Michael Jordan just carried it on after Bird and Magic left. That was NBA at its best. You, now Man, we don't even listen. We won't have we won't this, have that ever again. To be honest, this is what I this is what I often say, and this is the statement that I will hold true to my heart. There will never ever be another era from 1979 to 1998. That is the golden era of the NBA. If you think of the players that came through at that time, all of the Hall of Famers, some guy named Michael Jordan showed up in 1984, some guy named Magic Johnson and Larry Bird showed up in 1980 and 81, respectively. Oh, and a couple of recently uh, a recently dear departed NBAers, Moses Malone and Daryl Dawkins, uh, typified the uh, position of center, Okay. Um, let's see. Shall we go there with the center position? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Shall we go there with the Correct. center position again? Shaquille mm-hmm. O'Neal. All right. Mm-hmm. And I love the hell out of Shaquille O'Neal. When Shaquille figured it out that he needed to develop a post game like the players in that golden era did, hey, I need to work on this. And I'll bring it back to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan flew through the air and dunked on everybody, and then someone got in his head and said, you need a jump shot. And MJ said, Okay, so he went in and put a jump shots. Okay, but look at some of the other players that came through during that gold during that golden era. Um, the Human Highlight Film, Dominique Wilkins, correct? One of my favorites of all time, who speaks his mind and doesn't care what people think. Sir Charles, Charles Barkley. Let's go there with a couple of other centers: Akeem Olajuwon, David Robinson. Give me that crap. That Magic Bird and Dr. J can learn from LeBron because LeBron can learn from all of them. LeBron can learn from everybody that played during the NBA golden era. And again, the years I highlighted were 1979 to 1998. 19 years of greatness has defined the NBA and made it the global icon that it is. 
because of some of the players that went through there. How about some of the, uh, the lesser-known players that have come through there? One of my favorite point guards of all time, Kevin Johnson. Started with Cleveland, Blossom, and Phoenix. Speaking of, speaking of Cleveland, they yeah. had a great team with Larry Nance, Brad Doherty, uh, Mark Price, Ron Harper. Okay? You all want to go there? How about this? The bad boy era, the Detroit Pistons, late 80s. You mentioned the rivalry with uh, the Celtics and the Lakers. Yes. And the that, Celtics you know, and the Lakers have had that rivalry since 1962. Yeah, it goes all the way back to the 60s when you think about it. And the and the only time the Celtics beat the Lakers when LA when the Lakers weren't in LA was when they were the Minneapolis Lakers. That was the 1950s. Minneapolis Lakers, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the 1959 NBA Finals. And of course, yep. back then and of course back then that was all Celtics throughout the decade of the 60s. They dominated they that era. Yeah, yep. three NBA, you know, Actually, it was seven straight snowman. It was from 59 to 1966. Didn't win in 67 because yep. the Celtics lost to Wilt Chamberlain the, and the and 76ers. The Philadelphia, and Philadelphia, yep. Yeah, in five games. Then the Celtics, when Bill Russell was player coach, won two more championships in 1968 and 1969. 69. I tell you, they, they were the dominant team. And then, you know, the 80s, when Bird and Magic came, that's what saved the entire NBA. We would not Absolute, have an NBA. You know what? We would mm-hmm. not have an NBA today if it wasn't for Bird and Magic. And Jordan, Agreed. Josh. I have, to, I have to put Jordan in there, too. Because you got to put, put, put Jordan in that equation. We're talking about three players, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan, that transcended the NBA. Okay? Yep. You know, I can and see Magic Johnson... I, I, was spoiled rotten because he got a chance to play against Bird in the finals, and he got his wish to play against MJ in the finals. The year was 1991. Let me say this. I I stayed with this stance, and, Brian, you're, you're going to love this. Throughout the history of the NBA, they, they have this great top 50 list. I And I'm not afraid to admit that people could say I'm crazy because there's LeBron bandwagon lovers, and they gloat about the stats that the referees hand to him. In my opinion, LeBron James is not a top 50 player. That's my he opinion. Isn't. He's not a top 50 player. When they made the top 50 on the 50th anniversary in 1997 at the All-Star Game, oddly enough, in Cleveland, those 50 players that they chose were the 50 greatest. Period. Point blank. End of story. And if you and if when people they, think... Oh, if people think that LeBron James is a top 10, top 50 player, they're out of their minds. Let's look at the postseason resume. Let's look at the fact that the guy is 2-4 and four in the six in NBA the finals. finals. Yeah, and let's look at also playoff failures. Let's look at the fact that the relation – let's look at the fact that when the decision was made, Dan Gilbert had a despise for LeBron James. LeBron James yep. is drama. He is NBA drama. Everybody cherishes him because they think that he is going to be the guy that's going to be compare, going to be the next Michael Jordan. No way. There will only be Michael mm-hmm. Jordan. There will, not, there will not be another Michael Jordan. There will not ever. ever be. And even Magic Johnson said this when Larry Bird retired in 1992. Larry, he said, quote, Larry Bird said someday there will be another Larry Bird. And Magic Johnson in an emotional there a, thing, there will never, ever be ever another Larry Bird. Be another Larry Bird. 
You got it. There will never, ever be another Larry Bird. There will never, ever be another Magic Johnson. There will never, ever be another Michael Jordan. And anybody that wants to put LeBron James and Michael Jordan in the same sentence needs to come see me because I will break down their argument by the numbers alone. <laughs> Two and four in the finals is LeBron in the NBA finals. MJ, six and oh. Oh, there's a clear difference. MJ never saw yeah. a seventh game in the finals. Amen. We got one last quote here um, for the uh, ripping of Skip Bayless. The last one of the week. And I say this because I knew you were coming out today, Brian. Skippy Bayless said that Super Bowl 50 should be at Jerry World, not Levi Stadium. <laughs> I'll go first on this. Everything for Skippy has to be at Jerry World. That's his idol, Snowman. And Josh, Jerry Jones. Um, he said what? That it should be? <laughs> he said at the Billion Dollar Palace that's in the middle of bleeping nowhere? Yeah. Hey, Josh, Dallas. Josh, you're going to be in Dallas next year. You're going to go to Jerry World. Maybe you'll see Jerry Jones when you're there. He oh, doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I would rather have... I'd rather have the Super Bowl in places that have been established, like, oh, maybe the Superdome in New Orleans, like Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami, which is all blue seats, and I still haven't figured out why the hell they did that. Levi Stadium is a wonderful stadium. WrestleMania was there. I believe it was. Was it not, Josh? Levi Stadium hosted WrestleMania. Yeah, I was there, man. It's a beautiful place. Jerry World should not see another Super Bowl ever. <laughs> well, think about the last time they played a Super Bowl there, okay? Think about it. It was cold as I don't know what. You had ice <laughs> on the stadium. You had 103,000 people, and some people couldn't see what the hell was going on on the field. Yeah, Why should Jerry World ball. host another Super Bowl when some of the seats, you know what, you could put 103,000 people at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, and everybody could see what's going on. All right? Yeah. The biggest crowd the, the biggest crowd in Super Bowl history, aside of Jerry's joint, and I say Jerry's joint for a reason, they were all held in the Rose Bowl, and there were no complaints. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I don't get Skip Bayless. I don't. On that note, we're wrapping up the Skippy Bayless batch hour for this week. Uh, before we uh, let Brian go here, we want to pay respects and tribute to uh, the late, great Eddie Guerrero, who passed away 10 yeah. years ago today. Uh, Eddie Guerrero was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up as a kid. And, uh, yep, that is showing my age because I did see Eddie Guerrero growing up as a kid. But uh, I love Eddie. He was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And uh, Godspeed with uh, Eddie Guerrero high above. And, um, yeah, we'll, you'll be definitely missed. Uh, before uh, we don't leave on a summer note, because it's been a fun-ass segment today. Uh, Brian, uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, check out the Arena Sports Network. And, uh, Brian, you're more than welcome to come on Sports Drive anytime you want. I appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Much appreciated. God bless you both. You too, brother. Me and you will talk later on Skype, right? All right. Sounds good. All right. That was Brian Snow. How about that, buddy? 
That was a lot of fun, huh? Sean. 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 Hello? That's weird. I wonder how he got off like that. That's whatever. Hopefully Sean will call back up to try to get in here. I guess he hanged up or something. He may not to, I don't know. 208-360-8863. What we're going to do right now, uh, we're going to, let's see if we can get Sean back here. Hello. Oh, there you are. Laughing. That's some uh, technical difficulties. I don't know why it did that. I hate Uh-oh. that crap. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. It's we'll... all good, Lou. We got you back on there. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, huh? It was, was a lot of fun. It was fun, right? Yep. It was. It was a blast. On that note, we're going to head to a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, me and Sean will make our predicts for uh, week 10 of the NFL season, and we'll get the hell out of here. All right? Here on a fun Friday here on the Sports Ride, right here on Jock Journal Radio. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. 
Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. one cars for kids K-A-R-S, cars for kids one cars for kids Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune oh yeah so to save some money we thought hey let's bring the amusement park to us yeah. go ahead all right uh, step right up step right up young man are you ready to ride the wacky waterfall that's just the bathtub with the shower head running nope it's the wacky waterfall it's the shower dad waterfall wacky there's an easier way to save To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit JockJournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At JockJournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's JockJournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's JockJournal.com. Porn and post my pics on an adult website. 
here to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Hope you guys enjoyed the show so far. We're just going to bring Sean back here, and uh, hopefully he um, calls in and uh, gets back on there. We've been having some technical difficulties today, but it's all good. No, no worries. Hopefully he answers. There Hello. It there it is. All right, we're back. Back to this. Sorry about the technical difficulties. This came up last minute on Sean's end, but it's all good. We're all here just to have some fun and uh, talk some uh, sports. With that said, we got a lot of football games to go over this uh, this weekend, buddy, right? This is the final segment of the show today. If you want to call in and talk some NFL football with us, you can. You can call at 602-753-1743. 602-753-1743. want to thank Brian Snow for the Arena Sports Network for coming on today's show. That was a blast, man. That Skippy Bash Hour was a lot of fun. And uh, let's have some more fun. Oh, man. He, he, he dropped again. Let's try this again. Oh, oh, yeah, I think he got in this time. Forty-six minutes after the oh. hour on this Friday, the 13th of November, 2015. With week 10 of the NFL, we got one game complete. We already went over that at the start of the show. So let's get into some of the games that we got here. Hey, Josh, first game we get to, the Lions at the Packers. What's your thoughts on this game? You know what? I'm not impressed with the Packers. I'm not. I think a lot of people were bloviating over what they were doing, and they weren't beating that much good teams anyway. I know the Lions suck. They're not a good football team. They're in misery right now, but... I think the Packers will win at home, but I'm, I'm still not convinced that they're Super Bowl contenders. I, I'm not. Aaron Rodgers to me is not a, a Aaron Rodgers to me is not an elite quarterback. There, I said it. You know what? I I can agree with you to an extent that the Packers really need to get their act together. I've always said that plenty of times, get their act together. Look, two of the last three games, they uh, played awful against Carolina, frustration on the sideline with the entire team. And then if you look at Aaron Rodgers making uh, bad decisions toward the end of the game against Carolina, you know, it's really, really, um, it's really, really tough when you think about the entire situation with the Packers. If they want to get, you know, a lot of people were saying at the beginning of the year, Josh, and, you know, we when we used to be with SWR, there was a lot of talk about the Packers and Colts getting to the Super Bowl. I disagree with it from day one. I did not see it happening. Green Bay has to play a better game against the Detroit Lions. Detroit could just be one of those teams saying, you know, one and seven, not going to make it um, to the playoffs. And I have to say this, too, that with the Lions – realizing they've got nothing to lose, they could play spoiler. Green Bay needs to start playing better football. I don't know if they can. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers in this game, but they need to play better. That's the point. And they got to stop making bad decisions, and the team needs to learn to get along and act like adults instead of children. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I, it's a very important game for both teams. I mean, will the Lions show up and actually have some pride? And will they actually play a competent game? I mean, they haven't won in Green Bay since the 40s, Sean. 
it's um yeah, it's amazing. The Lions have had a long drought trying to go into Lambeau Field to try to defeat the Green Bay Packers. And every time, for some reason, that when Green Bay hosts Detroit, Green Bay has always had their number. They've always had their way against them. Okay, well, who are you taking in the, the uh, Lions-Packers game, Josh? I, I said the Packers. Oh, you did say What's the Packers. The okay. All right, the next game that we move to, and this is a big, big matchup that happens, uh, kind of in a way, yeah. you got the Dallas Cowboys. They're heading to Tampa Bay, Florida. They will be taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dallas currently right now, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, and Josh is 2-6 and six overall. Buccaneers are 3-5. and five. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as an upset, one of my upset special of the weeks. Yep, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers to upset the Cowgirls. Dallas losing woes continue. I don't see them going into Tampa Bay and winning. So with that being said, I'll take the Buccaneers. I think this game is more important for Tampa Bay because Buccaneers, hard to hard to believe it, they still have a slight chance of maybe coming out with maybe getting the NFC wild card. So the Buccaneers know they need to win. And for Dallas to actually show up, they need to do their part. I'm sure Dallas is kicking themselves hard still about the fact that they lost the game in overtime last weekend, Sunday night against Uh Philadelphia. So that's the way I look at it, you know, with Dallas and the uh, bucket and Tampa Bay. The next game we move to, Josh, this is a big matchup. The Carolina Panthers, actually not a big matchup. Carolina 8-0, they're going up against the 2-6 and Tennessee Titans. You want to go first? This could, be a, this could be a trap game for the Panthers. I know, I mean, you saw what Tennessee did to the New Orleans Saints last week. I mean, the Saints look like they're finally getting back on track, and then they lose in at, at their home in overtime to the Titans. I don't know. The Titans are kind of hard to read. Like, I, I know on paper they're not a good football team, but they seem to pick up these victories against teams you think they would get blown out by. This could be a trap game for the Panthers. If they're legit, I could say a blowout, but I think it will be a close game. But I, I, I have to go with the Panthers. They're the hottest team in the football in the NFL right now. Carolina, most definitely, Josh. You know, we all talked about it last weekend. They went up against Green Bay, and this was a, and you know, when they took on Green Bay, they ran into a Packers team that was expected to be close, and it was a must win game for Carolina. The Panthers have really improved, and I'm sure Ron Rivera has basically said to the entire Carolina Panthers team that we weren't going to have a repeat of last year. You know, nobody should be a below 500 team and make the playoffs. That was a seven and eight, one team, a much better improvement this year for the NFC South. Because if you look at the AFC South, it's a lot like the, it's the NFC South from last year, if you get my drift. So Carolina defeats Tennessee close game, but I just don't see it happening. Carolina, like you said, Josh, they're the hottest team in the NFL. And the question is, who in the NFC can beat them come playoff time? That is yet to be determined. The next game we get to, this is now what I would say a big matchup. The Chicago Bears, who came off a big, big win, 22-19 to Monday night against the San Diego Chargers. They will take on the St. Louis Rams. I'm going to go first in this game. Um, the, you know, St. Louis is a team that loses against the teams that 
aren't very good, and they beat the teams that are very good. This game, I think, is bigger for the Bears than it is for the St. Louis Rams. And with that being said, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears to go into St. Louis because, you know, Frank had a good point yesterday on the show when I listened. Frank even said this could be the last time that we see the Rams in St. Louis because we very well could see the Rams moving to Los Angeles, which is going to be a very heated discussion, not heated discussion, but a big debate on the sports drive in the upcoming days and months, Josh, because St. Louis realizes that, and I'm sure the Rams are fans in St. Louis are anticipating that. You know, it's kind of interesting. I usually, if, Let's say this was a Mark Trestman team, right? Let's say Mark Trestman was still the head coach of the Chicago Bears. I right. can say this honestly as a Bears fan, the Bears would have been right now one and six. The, if Mark Trestman was still the coach, they would not beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They would not beat the Oakland Raiders. They would not beat the San Diego Chargers. They would have been in close games with the Minnesota Vikings the Packers, the first game of the year, people overlooked that. It's kind of odd. Like, every time the Bears uh, go against the Packers and they lose, it seems like everybody's talking about, oh, they got blown out by the Packers. They don't. They put, The Bears have been in close games every game this year besides the Arizona Cardinals game and the Seahawks game earlier this year. Mm-hmm. They've been playing great on the road recently. I like what I see on, t- on, on the team. It's, I heard something about Alshon Jeffrey having a brain injury during practice on Wednesday. I hope that doesn't hinder him from not being part of the game. I know Jeff Fisher likes to have his team being aggressive and all that. But let's look at the quarterbacks. In your opinion, Sean, who's playing better right now, Jay Cutler or Nick Foles? I would say right now that um... – you know, this is tough with Jay Cutler or uh, Nick Foles. Um, right now, I got to give a little bit of the edge to Nick Foles. Uh, the Rams are four and four. Cutler still needs to show people that he can be the guy that can be the franchise quarterback of the Chicago Bears. So I've got to give it a little bit to Nick Foles. Oh, I, I vehemently disagree with you on that. I'm talking about the season, I'm not talking about overall. The guy had a good run to Philadelphia. I'm not taking that away from him. But since he's come to St. Louis, he plays like pure shit. He plays like Alex Smith, Sean. Yeah. He, he misses Ted. He hasn't done anything for the Rams this year. The, the reason they're 4-4 four four right now is their defense, and that's what I'm worried about. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Bears. I think it's a great opportunity for them to pick up a victory and see if they go undefeated against the AFC West next week as they take on Peyton Manning and the Broncos, which should be a pretty emotional game, especially for John Fox being the former coach of the Denver Broncos uh, at Soldier Field uh, the week after. But I think it's the Bears' time. I'm not saying they're going to be a Super Bowl contender or make it a playoffs or blah, 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 blah. But I do feel like this team will be underestimated from all the media members, and they will have more than five victories this year. That's a guarantee that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's just it's going to be a very interesting game between the uh, the Bears and Rams. A huge game, and I can understand that defense can win. But uh, 
we'll, we'll see what ends up happening in that matchup. The next matchup, the New Orleans Saints, who lost a heartbreaking game last weekend to the Tennessee Titans in a game that was big for New Orleans, especially after, you know, a game a couple weeks ago, they beat the Giants in a wild game at the Louisiana Superdome, 52-49, to and that was one of the best games. Well, it, uh, it goes up there with one of the top Sunday performances, and then they lose a heartbreaker and a close one to Tennessee. Josh, they go to Washington to take on the Redskins in this game, and uh, this is a big game for both teams. I'll let you go first, between New Orleans and Washington. Another trap game, man. I don't know what Saints are going to show up. The Saints that throw too many interceptions or the team that can't play any good defense but still has a shootout on offense. Um, I know they lost to the Patriots last week, but you know what, Sean? I'm going with the upset here. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going with the Washington Redskins to beat the Saints here. If the you Tennessee Titans could beat the New Orleans Saints, the Washington Redskins could beat the New Orleans Saints. Well, yeah, and if you look at that record, if you look at the Saints, you look at the factor here that the Saints are 4-5 and five overall, but they're 1-3 and three on the road. The Redskins are not a very good road team. However, the Redskins have played very, very well at home. And I agree with you. I'm going to go with the Redskins because New Orleans should be kicking themselves hard because they had Tennessee beat. They should have beaten Tennessee. And you got to keep in mind about the uh, New Orleans Saints too, Josh. This is a team that not only lost to the Tennessee Titans, but they have lost to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which was really shocking that they lost Correct. that game. So New yeah. Orleans has lost to teams that aren't very good and that they are expected to beat. For the Redskins, they are trying to do what they can to keep their slim playoff hopes alive in the wild card, but they have to get hot at the right time. We all remember what happened back in 2012. The Redskins at one point were 3-6 and six in nine games played. Everybody said they're done, they're finished. RG3 carried them. They won the final weekend against the Dallas Cowboys and knocked Dallas out of the NFC East, and then they, and then uh, the Redskins won the NFC East. And of course, we all know then they lost to Seattle by ten points. But what I'm getting at is that the Redskins have to start getting hot. They need to win these games. They need to show people that they can be a threat and maybe try to challenge everybody in the NFC East. The next matchup we get to. The Miami Dolphins, they will travel to Philadelphia this weekend to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Before I make that pick, you guys are listening to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Alpha Radio. If the, if you guys would like to call in and make your picks for week 10 of the NFL season, you can. You give us a call at 602-753-1743. Which games are you looking forward to the most this weekend? Uh, for me, Sean, Miami gets Philadelphia. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, big loss by Hicks, uh, the linebacker, but um, I, I just like what I see more from Philadelphia than I do Miami. It's kind of unfortunate because besides the Oakland Raiders, Sean, you knew you knew the Dolphins were one of my uh, dark horse teams this season, and they haven't shown up. To me, Josh, the way I look at it, I have to say that the Dolphins have been very uh, disappointing. They're, they got destroyed by Buffalo last weekend up in Orchard Park, New York, in, uh, in Buffalo uh, at Ralph Wilson Stadium. 
I don't see it happening where they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a game for Philadelphia that they need to win. The Eagles came off a big win Sunday night in Dallas. And for them to do that was huge because it looked it looked pretty ugly at times against Dallas for the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a game they need because they A, they want to continue to keep up with everybody in the NFC East and B, the Eagles want to try to remember a lesson from what happened last year. The Eagles were a team that was competing with Dallas by this time last year in a very tight NFC East before Dallas took control of the entire NFC East division. So I have to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a game they need to win. Miami's just flat. And if you look at the Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen, if you look at that team, the Dolphins are a team that has pretty much self-destructed. And what I'm saying here, think about what's happened to them. Ryan Tannehill hasn't been uh, always happy throughout the season. Uh, They had a major coaching move, which was the firing and the departure of Joe Philbin, which hired a new uh, coordinator uh, as a head coach. So the Dolphins know they've got a lot of work to do to be competitive again. The next matchup, it'll be the 2-7 and seven Cleveland Browns, Josh. They go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Another upset here. I'm going with Cleveland. Whoa! Yeah, that's my upset special week, Sean. I'm sorry, but I, I got to go with Cleveland. I, I respect Antonio Brown. I think he's one of the top receivers in the NFL, but I, I, I can't, I can't go with the Steelers when they have no Ben Roethlisberger or no Le'Veon Bell. I'm sorry. You know what? The Browns are kind of like if we go back at the very beginning, kind of like the Detroit Lions. They could be a team that realizes they've got nothing to lose in this game. But by this time last year, when you think about it, the Browns were in contention, and it was a battle all the way in that AFC North division. Cleveland is not the same team that they were last year. The Browns are done. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. Another year of what-ifs for the Cleveland Browns. You know, what if, what could they do to turn it around? The Browns just need to figure out – they've got so many holes, Cleveland. Cleveland needs to fill, but it's a tough decision for me to pick. I am going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. It was a, it was kind of a tough one for me to decide, Josh, because, okay, uh, Roethlisberger hasn't been the same. I'm, I know Wes, if you're ever listening, wherever you're at, I can tell you one thing, I'll take the Steelers in this game, but Pittsburgh to me is still not a very serious threat in the AFC. They're, they're just, they're not that good in the AFC a game. This game has got a bunch of meaningless to it. And what I say for the concept of meaningless, it'll be the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> they are two and six, zero and four overall on the road. They will travel to Baltimore to take on the two and six Baltimore Ravens. And they are one and two at home. I'm going to go first in this game. I'm going to take the uh, Baltimore Ravens in this game. This is a game that, <laughs> isn't is what I call meaningless. It's not a big game at all. These two teams are not very good. The Ravens have kind of been the surprise team. And of course, remember, Josh, you and I have had numerous conversations about the Ravens throughout the course of this NFL season. When you look at the Baltimore Ravens, you've looked at a team that has pretty much been in contention. Like what I'm getting at is that they have been a team that has tried to win close games, but yet when they've lost, it's always been in heartbreak and that's come back to sting them big time. What's your thoughts on the Jaguars and the Ravens for Sunday? I got to go with the Ravens. 
because they're coming off a of bye week. I'm not a fan of Blake Bortles. I think he's overrated and he's not a good NFL quarterback. Um, like you mentioned before, you know, the Ravens, every game this year, whether win or loss, has been decided by either field goal or touchdown or less. And it's kind of sad, to be honest with you. And, um, you know, Steve Smith is out for the rest of the year, which is a bummer. Um, they lost Terrell Suggs for the rest of the year. Uh, you lost two big, like, leader-type players, not not only on offense. I'm sure the morale is not at the highest that it could be in Baltimore, and I don't think Mark Trestman has done anything for Joe Flacco. I think Mark Trestman should go back to Canada. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens. The, the Jaguars are the Jaguars. Yeah, Jacksonville's got a lot of things, though, Josh, that they need to address. But this has been a rebuilding team for the Jaguars. Every year it's been just rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding. This is a team that's always felt okay. like they could they could be a contending team in the AFC. Not the case. The next matchup we get to, this is the first of three afternoon games, mid-afternoon. This is kind of a – these two teams have met in the Super Bowl before. The Raiders, of course, destroyed the Vikings back in the late 70s, just giving everybody a little bit of history. Everybody back then remembers when the Raiders did beat the Vikings. It was before my time and Josh's time. Uh, the Vikings at the Raiders. Um, this is going to be a good go matchup. First. Huh? I'll say I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. The Vikings and Raiders. Uh, this is a matchup that is so huge for both teams. Minnesota is a team that has really impressed me and really has impressed a lot of people. Who would have thought that the Vikings would have been 6-2, and two, tied with the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North division? That's a very big shock to me when, I, when you think about it because Minnesota, a lot of people didn't expect them to be good this year. Minnesota's showing people that they can be a real big threat in the NFC. For the Oakland Raiders, it's the same thing. Raiders had a disastrous year last year. They had a year where they went uh, two and fourteen, or three, or two or fourteen, or three and thirteen. This year, the Raiders are feeling like you know, let's see if we can try to get back to the playoffs. Oakland hasn't been to the playoffs since the Super Bowl where they got destroyed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was in January of two thousand and three. They lost forty eight to twenty one, and that meant that kind of it was the demise of the Raiders. If I look at this matchup correctly, I have to go, Josh. This is a tough one. I'm going to give the edge to the Raiders. I think this is going to be a close game between Minnesota and Oakland. Minnesota, though, has been pulling out games and squeaking games off by field goals or one-point wins. Uh, They were able to pull it off last weekend against the St. Louis Rams, 21-18. So I'm going to go with Oakland in this game. What's your thoughts between Minnesota and Oakland? I think it'll be a close game. Um, I think both teams are good tackling teams, which is going to be pretty interesting. So I think it will be a low-scoring game, Sean. With what happened to Teddy Bridgewater last week against the Rams, uh, and especially going against this type of defense, um, I I have to go to Oakland Raiders at home. Uh, I think the Vikings Mm -hmm. are a good football team. I think they will make the playoffs this year, but – I think Oakland needs the victory here. They have more to fight for right now than the Vikings. Yeah, and Oakland, the pressure is clearly on Oakland to win this game. Oakland played Pittsburgh so well that they had a chance to win that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
The next matchup is a matchup that I've always remembered. The last three meetings between the Patriots and the Giants, we've all seen what has happened. The last time the Patriots beat the Giants was at the old Meadowlands, at the old Giants Stadium. Yep. That was 38-35. to 35. The la- And then Super Bowl Forty Two, of course, the Giants played the Patriots, and the Patriots got upset in the Super Bowl, one of the big upsets of the century, which still has got nightmares for me. The Giants won the game. 17 to 14. I still got those bad images in my head of David Tyree holding onto that football and Flexico Burris catching the game winning touchdown, which really shocked all of Boston and all of New England. It wasn't the end of the world, but it hurt for a long time. Then, of course, the Giants beat the Patriots in 2011, which ended the Patriots' 20 game home winning streak. That was in November of 2011. Then they met, of course, a couple months later, which was February of 2012, and the Giants beat the Patriots 21-17. Tom Brady has come out and pretty much said this week that he try, He says he's trying to forget about the past, and he says they've been a good football team. They have played us well. I am going to go with the New England Patriots in this game. I believe the Patriots know that they're on a mission, not just because of all this, all the stuff that has happened throughout going back to January in the off season, Josh, but you know what? I would call it revenge for the new England Patriots. They go into giant stadium into MetLife stadium and they beat the giants. I'm telling you, it would be revenge for them because they, I've never gotten over the last three times that the Patriots have lost those three meetings. That's really hurt me quite a bit. And I know for Patriot fans, it's something they can't get over. I mean, we have to move on, but it was a tough one to swallow, but it should be a good matchup. I expect it to be close. I expect to see a lot of offense between both court, between both teams. What's your thoughts on the Patriots and the Giants? And you know Phil Sims and Jim Nance are calling this game probably, by the way. Yeah, so I won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. What's your thoughts, um, though, bud? I'm going to go with the Giants here. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots here, too. Thump the new uh, the New York Giants forty one to eighteen on Sunday. Um, Jets have no defense, and Tom Brady will have a field day against the Giants at MetLife Stadium. And, and you know what? I, when I think about it, you know the, the Patriots know they can roll right in there, go nine and zero, beat them. And I know for the Patriots, they will feel probably a lot happier. You know, I remember what it was like last year when they played Indianapolis, Josh, in the regular season. It was a Sunday night game in November of last year. The Patriots had lost like the last three or four meetings at Lucas Oil Stadium. Well, you know, they'd lost the last couple meetings. I remember seeing the jubilation by the New England Patriots and Patriots fans when they won that game at Indianapolis. I could only imagine in seeing that on Sunday that they could go into MetLife Stadium, they could beat the Giants and have jubilation because, you know, they've been, they're still, even though the Patriots won the Super Bowl this year, they're still kind of affected by what ended up happening with losing the two Super Bowls and then losing uh, the regular season game, which ended their home winning streak. This time it's not in Foxborough. This time it's in MetLife Stadium. I, again, I expect it to be wild, and I'm sure there's going to be probably signs that say 18 and one from 07. You know, think about you know giant fans sticking it to Patriot fans' faces. So it's going to be a great game, and it's going to be kind of feeling like a Super Bowl atmosphere. But I don't see the Patriots and the Giants in a couple months again, Josh, for a third time meeting in the Super Bowl. 
The next matchup that we get to, it'll be the Kansas City Chiefs. They will travel to the Mile High City. They will take on the Denver Broncos. I'll keep it short because we got to head out soon. Um, I'm going with the Broncos. <laughs> I, you know what? This Denver, if they play like they have played throughout the course of the season and try to have their defense or special teams win it for them, and they have to play against the Chiefs team that doesn't, uh, a Kansas City team trying to keep their slight playoff hopes alive, Denver's got major problems, Josh, and they need to play better football. They, Like I've said, they had one good performance by Peyton Manning. That was against the uh, against the Green Bay Packers when Rodgers threw for 77 yards and they blew them right out of the water. So for Denver... They know very, very well coming in to the game that they have to play better football down the stretch the rest of the way. I don't know. Hard to say what Denver's record will be. I do see them making the playoffs, Josh, but it's still debatable. I still don't know if they are still the team that is showing everybody that they are going to be the threat. Because the reason what I'm getting at is because Peyton Manning you know, realizes this could be his last year in the NFL. You know, this could be his last year. So he realizes he doesn't get it done. Probably Denver fans are saying, what a bust, that this was a bust of opportunity because of the chances to win a championship. The next matchup is the Sunday night game called by Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. It'll feature the Arizona Cardinals. That's right, the Arizona Cardinals, who are 6-2. and two, They will take on the 4-4 four and four Seattle Seahawks. And this is a good Sunday night matchup. What's your thoughts about this game, Josh? I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals here. Uh, they're coming off a of bye week. Um, I'm not impressed by Seattle. Seattle's 4-4. Four See, uh, the Cardinals win is basically their division. They'll become 7-2. So I, I think on the big primetime stage, a lot of people have doubts that the Cardinals could win on the road, and especially in Seattle. They did it before a couple of years ago, and they'll do it again this Sunday night as the Cardinals beat the Seahawks, Sean, 20-17. And how bad do the Cardinals really want to win the division? When you think about Josh, you think about the fact that the Cardinals were 11-5 and last year. They had the op rolling. They looked like a team that was very well on their way to winning that the that division. That did not happen. And then they ended up losing to the Carolina to the Carolina Panthers, you know, in that wild card yeah. game. This is a game that's huge for both teams. I'm gonna go Hard to say this. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks in this game. I know they haven't been impressive, but keep in mind, any team that goes into Seattle knows they're playing in one of the loudest NFL stadiums. So i got to go with Seattle and give them the edge. And I expect it to feel like a playoff atmosphere. Maybe these two teams will meet again in the playoffs. Who knows? Monday night hey, football. Let me, let me ask you, hey, hey, let me ask you a ahead. question. Yeah, sure. When go ahead. are we going to start? Hey, when, when are we going to stop basing our, our our opinions on Seahawks games based on the crowds in Seattle? At the end of the day, yes, I understand Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. fan base is loud and blah 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 blah. But there's a football game that still needs to be played. Mm-hmm. I I think people get blinded by the fact that oh, they're in Seattle, so that means oh, automatic victory. It doesn't work like that. Look no. at this football team on paper, Sean. Their offense 
is below average. Their defense has not shown up this year. The Seahawks could be 4-5. and five. Let's think about this in reality. Let's say the Bears won and Seahawks lost. They would be 4-5 and five right now. And you compare where Seattle Seahawks were last year compared to where the Bears were last year. You'll see a real big decline in the Seattle Seahawks from last year. Yeah, and you know what? It's to me that is a you know Seattle was a team that was so powerful to beat last year. I get what you're saying there, Josh. I can understand that their offense is not sharp. It's not effective. Uh, their defense. There's been a lot of questions about Pete Carroll's play calling, but you know Pete Carroll is a good coach. I give him props because he has turned teams around. The only losing year he had was 1994, and that was when the Jets went six and ten. They fired him after one year because the Jets were six and ten. Then he went to the Patriots. He turned the Patriots around. He got them into a couple playoff appearances. Then he left. Uh, then of course there was the. Um, his days with the USC and he turned the USC program around. And then of course, now he goes to Seattle. He is a good coach, but there have been people where I live because I live five hours away from Seattle where people are, have really questioned his play calling. And I think, you know, the fact that the Seahawks need to do better because think about it, what haunted them toward the end was that Pete Carroll made one of the worst decisions of his life when he was trying to wind the clock down and Malcolm Butler picked him off. You got as a coach or a manager, you've got to be smart with how you call things. Like what I'm getting at is look at what ended up happening to Terry Collins. Think about what's affecting him because he made bad he made a bad managerial decision sticking with Matt Harvey yeah. to try to close game five out, which would have sent the series to Kansas City. Not trying again to compare MLB to NFL, but you have to realize as a coach or a manager, you have to be smart with your decision-making because you're the one that's in charge and you're the one that is trying to make the calls and and tell the players what needs to be. uh, It's all about situations. Monday Night Football on ESPN, November 16th. This game will feature the Houston Texans. They will take on a Cincinnati Bengals team that is 8-0 for the first time since, I think still, since 1988. What's your thoughts, Josh, on Texans and the Bengals Monday night called by Mike Tirico and John Gruden? Blowout City, USA. I'm going to go to Cincinnati Bengals. I think this would be a boring NFL Monday night football game. I'm not impressed by the schedule the ESPN and NFL came up with on this end. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals in a route. The Cincinnati Bengals have really been the impressive team. However, I think everybody's asking themselves, can the Bengals still be the team come playoff time? Can they end their playoff drought? Can they win a playoff game? Because January of 1991 is a long time for Cincinnati Bengal fans. They have, this is about, I have to say this too, Josh, when you look at the Bengals, this has probably been the biggest thing for the Cincinnati Bengals since, the Boomer, Esaias, and Chris mm-hmm. Collinsworth days back in the decade of the 1980s when the Bengals were so good, you know, and they had great teams and they had teams that were competitive. Marvin Lewis has done a good job with the Cincinnati Bengals, but the, he gets criticized still because he hasn't gotten the Bengals over the hump. I listened to uh, Matt and Nash's show last week, and they and I called into the show and I made a very good point because look at what we're getting at with the Cincinnati Bengals. 
that can they over teams can they because I think is should it come down to New England and Cincinnati? Can they overtake New England? Can they overtake Denver? And don't forget, Cincinnati has a matchup against the Broncos. 16 or week 17 of next month. Cincinnati beat Denver last year uh, on a Monday night football game, which was good news for me as a Patriots fan because then the Pats had the home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. I am going to go with the Bengals, but I think people are still wondering, can they keep this up? Can the Bengals still show people that they are a team that can be beat in the entire NFL? That remains to be seen. For the Houston Texans, Josh, the point I have to tell you, too, when you look at the Texans, they are a team, and I know, Josh, you flipped out. and you, If you look at this AFC, you've got an AFC wide open with below 500 football teams. Look at it. you got the Colts, who are 4-5. and five, you got the Texans, 3-5. and five, Jacksonville, 2-6. and six, Houston two and six. You could have a team that could maybe be six and ten, seven and nine, five and eleven that could make the playoffs. How pathetic is that? If he gave out awards, I would say that the AFC South would be in the running for worst division in all professional sports. Yeah, you just can't. This is why the NFL has become such a joke. They've got to fix this. I'm sure fans, mm-hmm. when fans see their teams, a team that is below 500, that makes it to the playoffs. Yeah. We saw it with the Seattle Seahawks in 2010. They were 7-9, and nine, and they made the playoffs that year, and then they ended up losing to the Chicago Bears 34, 35-24 in the NFC Divisional Playoff game. Then we saw it with the Carolina Panthers last year. They beat to the Seattle Seahawks. So when you look at this situation of teams being below 500, it just doesn't seem right or appropriate. It's 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 wrong. It's not the right decision at all. At all. Tiebreaker number one, who will score the most points this week? Uh, I'll go with the Patriots. You read my mind. I'm going with the New England Patriots, too. I think that you know New England is going to uh, against the Giants, and they're they're on a mission, and they want revenge against the Giants. Who will score the fewest points this week? I'm going to go first. I am the um, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins to score the fewest points this week. Hmm. I'm going to go with the uh, Dallas Cowboys to score the least amount of points this week. Uh, Hey, Sean, Arizona and Seattle. Hey, Sean, yeah? hold up. Talk closer to your computer. You're going in and out. Okay, predict the score. Uh, all right, the predict the scores of these games. You've got Arizona taking on Seattle. What's your thoughts about that? Uh, like I said, Cardinals 20, Seahawks 17. I'm going to expect this game to be a lot closer, and this is going to have a playoff feel to it between Arizona and Seattle. I am going to say that Seattle will defeat the Arizona Cardinals 31-24. to I'm going to say Seattle's going to win it with a game-winning touchdown with like 30 seconds left. The Monday night football game, the Texans and the Bengals, 
Cincinnati, they're going to blow out Houston. I just I don't see any way how that Houston can go into Cincinnati and win. I'm going to I'm going to call it 30 to 10. Actually, 31 10. The Bengals over the Houston Texans. I had the Bengals 34, the Texans 21. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That caps off week number 10 of the NFL. And we will have a definite recap on Monday of all the Sunday games. And we'll be talking about what we learned and what we expected. Should be a great weekend. Enjoy the football weekend, everybody. And before we get off the air, though, Josh, with just five minutes left to go, we got, you know, it's 1025 a.m. and with 1225 your time. I want to talk about this real quickly with State Warriors. I don't know if we have time to mention this. The Warriors are 10 and 0. You asked a question to me, can they be a team that can get back to the finals? I called fact. You know why I called fact real quickly? The Golden State Warriors have not looked back. They have realized that the defending NBA champions until somebody beats them. The Warriors have been impressive. They're fast. They're quick. They're a young team. Luke Walton seems to be doing just a phenomenal job of making sure that the Warriors can keep it up until Steve Kerr gets healthy and gets until his back is better and he gets healthy again. I think Golden State doesn't have the chance of tying or breaking the 95-96 uh, Bulls record, but they are a team that can get certainly up there maybe to be a 69-13 and 13 team. I know it's early in the NBA season, Josh. we got a long way to go with this, but the Golden State Warriors are still a team to watch out for. They're, they're, they're a team to watch out for. What, what do you think about them with only a few minutes left? I'll make this short and brief. Um, I like what they're doing. The fact that they're undefeated without Steve Kerr is really telling. I don't think they'll break the Bulls' 72-10 record, but I do think the Warriors could be in the NBA Finals this year. Um, they're, just, they're just a good team. Uh, it's, just, it's just that simple. I, I like their team. It's a team that's brought up within uh, good draft picks, also uh, using quality free agent guys that can help their system like Andre Iguodala, et cetera. Um, they're not teams like the Miami Heat or the Cleveland Cavaliers who just rely on all-stars and expect to win championships. So that's what I like about the Warriors. Yeah, you know, the Warriors, they're – you know, I think with them, they're saying the hard part is repeating. Mm-hmm. And the last time a team repeated as the NBA champions, of course, we do know it was a few years ago. It was the Miami Heat when they did that. The last time a Western Conference team, of course, repeated as NBA champions was 2009 and 2010. That was the Los Angeles Lakers. So for the Warriors, they got to keep it going. I think with the Warriors, they realized for a while, they realized maybe a little slump will happen here or there, but they are the team that nobody really can stop right now in the NBA uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, the who can challenge them? Maybe San Antonio. The Clippers did give them a heck of a fight a few weeks ago, I think, um, or actually last week just as, as the season was getting started. But they're just a team that knows that they could challenge anybody. And, you know, they were 67-15. and yeah. 15. They tied the 85-86 Celtics who were – uh, 67 and 15, but I have to make that quick because I know Josh, we have to get off the air soon. Yes, on that note, we're going to head out right now. Actually, um, hope you guys enjoyed today's show. We want to thank Brian Snow for calling in for a fun Stevie Bales fast hour. Make sure to check out our show; it's available on demand here on Blog Talk on the Sports Drive with Josh and Sean account. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sports Drive and C A Sports Drive. 
Make sure you follow me on Twitter at WB Josh Lopez at Strongman SWR. I, I want to say salute to our veterans for uh, uh, Veterans Day that happened on Wednesday, uh, Veterans Day week, and all the great people that sacrificed their body for our living. Um, uh, we hope you hump, have a great weekend. Give us a like on Facebook, The Sports Ride with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. Give us a follow here on Blog Talk Radio. Check out JoshJournal.com. We'll be back on Monday with a big win to recap Week 10. For Sean Mann, my name is Josh Lopez. This has been The Sports Drive here only on Jock Journal Radio. Talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody. That was NFL Talk Late Night from Jock Journal with the biggest morons in the country. If you aren't asleep already, it might be time to get to bed. However, I'm sure most of you are still looking for me on AshleyMadison.com. Got it on Monday. Yep, I agree. You there? Sean. Sean. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.